You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. Well, you've probably heard your share of home improvement horror stories, shoddy work, missed deadlines, cost overruns, and no-show home improvement contractors. And maybe you've already lived through that contractor hell, but you don't need to. Reference checking is the ball game. Read our 10 questions to ask a contractor's previous customers when you hit moneypit.com. Just click on ideas and tips, then click repair and improve. And for answers to any home improvement or home repair question, give us a call right now. 888-MONEYPIT. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. The number is 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. Time to pick up the hammer, pick up the nails, and pick up the phone and call us. And let's talk home improvement. What are you working on? Is it a roof? Is it a deck? Is it a pergola? Ah, you know, pergolas make a really great addition to an outdoor space. And you might be thinking, what's a pergola? I know it's confusing. There's a lot of outdoor structures, pergolas, arbors, trellises. What's what? Well, here's the actual definition for pergola. Let me read it to you. A passageway of columns supporting a roof of trellis work for climbing plants that create shade. That's the actual definition. That but was it, very instructive. Yes, you know, know I wanted to give you the right <laughs> definition. Because when I think pergola, I think, oh, a structure with sort of a roof-like part, you know, you can put plants or fabric up there. That doesn't really explain it. And outdoor spaces are really sort of the hot topic now and going forward in design. On While You're Out, we do a lot of outdoor spaces, and they can be a lot more difficult than indoor spaces, I think, number one, because everything weighs a ton, and you're digging, and you're moving stuff, and there's sand, and that pressure-treated lumber weighs a ton. You know what I think a pergola is? What do you think? Let me hear. A roof, a roof of weeds. <laughs> well, if you don't take care of it, it might grow into one. But at least you're in the shade. Actually, they can help you block a bad view or offer a focal point in your yard. They're a pretty cool project. You don't have to be an expert to build one. We're going to prove it because later this hour we're going to interview Kevin Ireton. He's the editor of Fine Home Building Magazine. He'll have some tips on how to build a beautiful pergola in your own backyard. Yeah, and once you're done building that pergola, if you drag any mud or grass clippings into the house, we've got a free prize this hour to give away that will help you clean up all of that mess you might track inside. It's the Vax X5 vacuum. It's designed to take the chore out of vacuuming and actually make it fun. And it's got a really nice long wand that extends 11 feet, so you don't have to bend over or climb up on that chair to reach all of those hard-to-vacuum places. That's all coming up this hour on the Money Pit. Call us right now, 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. Leslie, who's first? James in Rhode Island finds the Money Pit on WPRO, and you've got a roofing question. What can we do for you? My question is, I've got a 5-year-old house, Brand new, obviously. And recently I had some roof shingles blow off with uh, a mild windstorm that we had. It's happened twice. And I'm thinking, 
is that it's not normal for that to happen on such a young house. I figured that either improper installation or a defect in the materials, and I was wondering if there are any other possible causes that could create roof shingles from flying off. Well, it could be two things. It could be that they weren't attached properly or they weren't using the right adhesive to sort of help them attach or that they're not the right shingles for your location, maybe. Yeah, you know, there's a there's a nailing guide on the bag of every shingles or on the package of every shingles, and generally it's four nails per shingle. So the first thing I would check to make sure they're they're nailed correctly. The second thing is, James, that there are different kinds of roofing shingles, and some are meant for high wind areas. So if you happen to have an area where you're picking up a lot of wind, you may might have been better off using the different shingles. There are actually shingles out there that can stand up to 100-mile-an-hour windstorms. Well, I'm in an area where all the homes are new, and I was I'm a couple homes also lost some shingles, but not a whole lot of them. So the, well, the same shingles were supposedly used on all the homes in the whole neighborhood. Well, and they probably were, and they probably were made very similarly. There's another possibility, and, and that is that sometimes when a, when a roof is shingled in cooler weather, the shingles don't really have a chance to set because they don't get enough sun right off. and so yeah, the Because glue... the sun sort of helps adhere them to each other. Yeah, because there's like a glue st- a strip between each layer of shingles, and it takes a lot of heat of the sun to actually make that stick. So sometimes I've seen roof shingles blow off a lot when when the roof was put on in the cooler weather. Now, is there a strip you're supposed to peel off of that? that no. Uh, no. No. Oh, okay. Because I saw the glue strip on it, and there's like a film over it that I thought maybe they should pull that away, then put it onto the roof and nail There'd be it. no reason to do that. Yeah. So, James, what I would suggest is that for right now, you simply keep replacing those shingles, and when you do, you want to put a little tab of glue, a little tab of roof cement under each each uh, edge of a shingle before you put it down. Okay. All right? Thank you. You're Enjoy your new house. Thanks Thank so you. much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. Interesting the way um, people consider their homes when when somebody considers this house new. Well, you is, consider is your house new if it's new to you. That's right. Is it new if it's if it's like brand new? Is it new if it's five years old? I think it's new if it's new to you. That's regardless a good point. of if it's a hundred years old or brand spanking new. Right, but there's an expectation that if it's a newer house, you're not gonna have problems. Yeah, that's but like you might have car. more problems with a newer house Absolutely. than you would with something that's already built. I think a five year old house is a great age for a house. Because it's most, already. Of the kinks, most of the kinks have been worked out. It's already if, lost some of its teeth. If you buy James's house, you'll already have a few new roof shingles, too. 888 <laughs> Thomas in Virginia finds the money pit on WJFK, and you've got a remodeling project at hand. What's going on? Well, I'm, uh, I'm looking to make a big hole in a wall is what I'm trying to do. <laughs> okay. uh, I guess most remodeling projects start that way. I, I have a wall that has two, two doorways right next to each other, and there's about a foot of wall between the two doors. And what I would like to do is, is to combine those two doorways into one or perhaps even uh, open the doorway uh, wide enough to, to create pocket doors there. And what I'm concerned about, though, is I can't tell if that's a load-bearing wall. So I'm hoping to get a, a rule of thumb on how to figure out if a wall is load-bearing or not. All right. Well, first of all, Tom, how old is your house? It's about 10 years old. Okay. And um, the wall that is uh, that has these two doors in it, is it parallel to the front and rear wall of the house? 
Uh, no, it's uh, perpendicular to that. But That's it good. is an external wall. Because or it used to be anyway. Oh, it is an external wall. Well, it's uh, it's. I believe I'm standing in a new wing to the house. Uh, obviously, I didn't build the house. I bought it the way it is now. So okay. it is not the front or the back wall. It's a side wall, but I believe it used to be external, and then they added a wing on, and that came the room that I'm What happened to the roof on top of that area? Uh, a new roof was built. On the, it, it basically was a, a rectangular wing that was just sort of stuck right. on the side of the house. Okay, because generally speaking... Well, certainly all exterior walls are load-bearing. However, the front and the rear walls are more load-bearing than the end walls. Okay. Because the end walls are only holding the, uh, the, the triangular section of the gable roof above it. Uh-huh. But the front and the rear walls are taking um, the weight of every roofing rafter. Okay. Does so, it matter if it's a two-story house? Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because, I mean, certainly you're going to have more weight if it's a first-floor wall on it. Right. Okay. Now, even if it is load bearing, though, you can rebuild that and make it bigger. And, uh-huh. and by the way, the, the the biggest job you just described was the pocket doors. Yeah. Because to do the pocket doors, you have to open it up like twice the Even size. Even more. Yeah, right. twice the size of the actual door itself, because right. you need the space to run in there. But conceptually, here's what happens: um, you re- you build reinforcing walls next to the wall you're going to take apart. Uh-huh. which is basically like a temporary wall right sort of in the middle of the room, like within a foot or two of, of, the, of the wall that you're actually going to do the wall surgery on. Right. And, and that stands to hold that wall while you take the, take the doorways apart. Mm-hmm. And then after you rebuild those doors with new headers that are going all the way across, you could pull out the temporary walls, and you've basically temporarily supported it while you've created the new header. Okay. Is there a rule of thumb for the header in terms of uh, thickness and uh Thickness based on distance covered. Uh, yes, and it has to do with the span tables. And uh-huh. I would recommend that before you do this, you trot on down to your local building official and ask them to pull out the span table and tell you what's acceptable in your part of the country. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, but it definitely can be done. And I would treat it, if you're not sure, treat it as a load-bearing wall and just rebuild okay. it that way. Okay, just to be on the safe side. Exactly. All right, that makes a lot of sense. All right, Tom, thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit, eight 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 six 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 three nine seven four. Floor questions. We get more of those than anything else on this program. One of them has to do with vinyl flooring and how to fix those nasty seams that are always peeling away at your patients. You know, they can gather grime, they can become loose over the years, but you can fix them, and we're going to help you lay down that answer next. Top three reasons I need professional installation. Number three, I don't do windows. Number two, I don't do roofing either. And number one, I don't lift a finger, it gets done. When you need roofing, siding, or windows installed, relax. The Home Depot can help. Guaranteed. With a hand-picked group of professionals we stand behind. Call 1-800-79-DEPOT. The Home Depot. You can do it, we can help. License numbers available at your local store or homedepot.com. Somewhere, a guy is tossing his golf clubs into the water. But you, you'd rather build, say, a burled maple coffee table. RYOBI Woodworking Tools lets you do it. RYOBI gives you the power and precision you need to succeed at prices that help you get going. 
Of course, there's still some equipment involved, but it's power tools. And you don't have to wear those funny clothes to use them. RYOBI Power Tools. Professional features, affordable prices. RYOBI. Exclusively at the Home Depot. That's just beautiful. The walls in your home hold memories, hopes, dreams, and quite possibly, mold. You see, traditional drywall has paper on both sides, which combined with moisture can allow conditions that cause mold. That's why more people are insisting on a new paperless drywall called Dens Armor Plus from Georgia Pacific. Unlike conventional paper face drywall, Dens Armor Plus has glass mat facings on both sides, and no paper on the surface means one less place for mold to get started. It's that simple and that revolutionary. If you eliminate the paper, you reduce the chances for mold. If you're building or remodeling, stop feeding mold by using Dens Armor Plus. To find out more, go to stopfeedingmold.com or ask about it at your local building supply retailer. People often seek creative inspiration when choosing paint colors for their home, and there's no better online tool than Bear From Home, which lets you coordinate, preview, and now sample paint colors from home. Go to Bear, B-E-H-R dot com to select from over 3,700 paint colors and order samples for home delivery. For more information, visit Bear, B-E-H-R dot com. And remember, when it comes to paint, there's good, better, and bare. Dad, can you make sure there are no monsters under my bed? Anything for you, princess. Don't forget the dust mites in my pillow. Uh, and the pollen, spores, and bacteria in the air. Uh, I'll cast a magic spell to make them disappear. Dad, this isn't a fairy tale. We need an April Air High Efficiency Air Cleaner to trap up to 99% of the harmful particles from our air. There's even an April Air Electronic Air Cleaner that traps viruses. Protect your family from bacteria, viruses, and other airborne impurities with an April Air High Efficiency Air Cleaner. April Air, the best in indoor air comfort. The Money Pit is sponsored by The Home Depot with a guaranteed low price and the know-how to make every dollar work harder. You can do it. We can help. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. The number is one eight 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 Money Pit. I'm Tom Kreitler, and I'm Leslie Segretti. So you're having a problem with that vinyl flooring? All right, folks. Here's the answer: vinyl flooring. It comes in sheets. It's easy to install. It's inexpensive, and it actually looks a lot better than you might think. But seams in the flooring can lift over time. Fortunately, we have an answer for that. That's right. There are special sealers that can be applied to the seams, and they can hide or repair or even prevent a loose seam from getting worse and tearing the floor. You need to glue down those seams with seam sealer. Then you apply it to prevent the dirt from getting underneath of it. That's excellent because that can be really annoying when that happens, and it really just starts the floor to deteriorate, and it looks terrible. All right, folks, do you like those quick fixes? Well, we've got more of them in this week's e-newsletter. What is that you say? Are you not a subscriber? Well, why not? Sign up right now. I know exactly. (laughs) It's free. Come on, you guys. Sign up right now at moneypit.com, and you're going to get the newsletter every week in your inbox every Friday, and it's full of great tips and ideas. And this week, we're featuring restoring ceramic tile, patching wood floors, and fixing split drywall tape. And to keep your carpets clean, we've got a great prize that we're giving away this hour. It's the Vax X5. It's designed to take the chore out of vacuuming. It's worth about 300 bucks. so call us right now at 1-888-MONEYPIT. Mandy in Alabama finds the Money Pit on WRJM, and you've got a shower question. What's going on? Yes. 
Um, my husband and I remodeled a bathroom ourselves, and we installed a new shower and fixtures and everything. And when you turn the bathtub portion on, the shower part drips, um, even, you know, without turning it on for just the shower. If you get it beyond a certain pressure point, you know, like if you turn it on strong, mm -hmm. it drips, and it's very annoying. <laughs> When you're trying to bathe your children, you get a shower at the same time. Sounds like a valve problem. Yeah, it sounds like the diverter has gone bad on that shower. It's basically a valve that controls the flow between the faucet and the shower head, and that valve has is leaking on you, and you need a new diverter. Okay, because this was a brand new set. You know, we bought it ourselves. And well, then I would go it, out so. and I would go out and take it back to the store if it's not working. It sounds well, it's to me like it's not. It's, it's the diverter's not working properly. Definitely should not be allowing water to pass up to the shower head. Okay. So check the diverter. And my husband wanted to ask, uh, wanted me to ask another very quick plumbing question. Okay, sure. Um, our two-year-old, at some point, stuffed something down the toilet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> same bathroom. And um, he, we've tried, you know, every time we use the bathroom in any capacity, we have to plunge it. And it's very slow to drain. And he was wanting to know, does this sound like something that is like a do-it-yourself thing? Or should we try to get somebody professional into it? We're probably going to have to take the toilet completely off. Well, Mandy, you know, being a home improvement expert, I feel your pain. Because one time I had a toilet backup in my house before, I think it was before my daughter's christening. So the next morning, before we go to church, I go outside because I knew, because I am a home improvement expert, that the cause was the clogged uh, waste pipe that was going out to the street. I had a big willow tree, and I was absolutely convinced that that was the problem with the toilet. So I dug a big hole in the yard before church that morning, and I, I found the pipe, and I broke the pipe open, and I snaked it one way, and I staked it the other way, and that didn't do it. So finally, out of total frustration with hours to go before the service and the big party when everybody's coming over, I finally figured I had to access this thing from the toilet itself. So I pulled the toilet out, and I snaked it down from the top. And guess what? I couldn't find anything. But as I went to put the toilet back on, I noticed something blue in the bottom of the toilet. Oh, God. Oh. What was it? It was a toy phone. <laughs> it is a toy phone that my son had stuffed into the toilet. Oh. And so that's how much I know. <laughs> well, um, he was going to take is, the is it, toilet off. And yeah, take the, the toilet you know, off. At that point. Turn the valve off. Take the toilet off. Turn it on its side. Carefully drain the water out. And, you know, look from the bottom. Look for the top. If it's obstructed, you're going to find it. Oh, it's not gosh. that hard to do. And then put a new wax, put a new wax seal on. That's the whole reason we remodel and we've got two bathrooms now. But we're basically down to using just one when we have company. It's really embarrassing. <laughs> Well, great. So check the diverter on the shower and then just look for objects, which we know are in there. That's right. <laughs> remember, there's nothing supposed to be blue inside of a toilet, okay? <laughs> okay. All okay. right. Thanks very Thank much. Thank you so much. You're welcome, Mandy. Thanks for calling one eight 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 money pit Jody in Texas is building a new home and looking for some advice. What can we do for you? I'm uh, planning on building a concrete home. I live in uh, Hurricane Territory in Corpus Christi, Texas. And I wanted to build a home uh, either out of concrete block or uh, just concrete walls, but had no idea if you could do it and where to start. Oh, I have a third option for you, Jody, which is even better. Have you heard of insulated concrete forms? I have, yes. That is really an awesome technology. What these are 
are they look like foam blocks, like large foam blocks. Think of huge Lego blocks. That's mm-hmm. what they look like. Except, Leslie, they're, they're hollow, hollow on the inside. Yeah, they're hollow on the inside. So what you do is you stack them up to form the wall. And then inside of them, you snap in rebar, the reinforcing steel bar. And then once it's all in place, and it's exactly where you want it to be, and it's all braced in place, then the concrete truck comes in and it pours a fairly loose mixture of concrete in between the insulated foam blocks. So what happens is that hardens, and then you get this like super insulated, super tough wall. So I really like insulated concrete forms. And I'll tell you, if I was building a house today, Jody, that is definitely the technology that I would take advantage of. How does the price differ from a wood house? Is it more expensive? No, it's about the same price as a wood house to do this. But the advantages are you get the storm resistance. You can't have uh, the walls are, are absolutely rock solid. Um, they're also quieter it's good homes. insulation value as well. They're super insulated. In fact, if you build an insulated concrete form home, you can you can downsize the heating and cooling system by a third, so you'll actually realize some some savings on the on the flip side there as well. You know, a good website for those Jody is ConcreteHomes.com. It's a it's a website that's uh, managed by the Portland Cement Association. It's got great ideas, lots of great photos. You can get more information on it. And there's a whole bunch of manufacturers out there that make uh, ICF blocks today. Okay, do they have any kind of plans like house plans? Uh, well, I will say this. I, I don't think that, that, in, that building a concrete form house is a do-it-yourself project. <laughs> it's, okay. it's a little, you but have you to work with this stuff. you can incorporate it into any style of home being built. It well, just replaces can. the wood framing. Yeah, you certainly can incorporate it, but I would hire a crew that's used to doing this. I would not do it myself. If I was doing it, as much as I know, I'd hire people that work with these blocks every day to get the walls up in place. I might take it over from there. But, you know, it's just like anything. You work with it every day, you get pretty good at it. Right. And what about the roofing? Would you use, like, wood to do the top roof or steel? Or Correct. The roofing, the roofing would be standard, and as long as it was tied down to the walls properly, um, then it's going to be secure. And if you're in a hurricane area, you're probably not going to want to do a gable roof. You're going to want to do a hip roof because they have the best hurricane resistance. It doesn't have that flat end wall for a hurricane to sort of grab onto. What's it called? A hip roof where the all sides slope up like a triangle or like a uh, pyramid, I should say. A hip roof. A hip roof. Yep. Yep. H-I-P. Okay. Okay? Think, Think pyramid. Okay. Thank you. Jody, thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. A pergola can really give your yard character. They're great for vines and other climbing plants. What, you don't have a green thumb? Well, don't let that stop you. Imagine your pergola with a string of lights or some fabric draped over it. You know, that is exactly what I would imagine you doing with a pergola. <laughs> <laughs> I've got lots of ideas for pergolas. Yeah, you would. You'd have all these drapes like hanging out of, out of it. You know, you'd be building this outside room with this thing. It can be really gorgeous. Fabric outside is a nice addition. Well, if you're thinking about building a pergola, we've got an expert standing by. Kevin Ireton, the editor of Fine Home Building Magazine, is going to tell us how to build a perfect craftsman-style pergola next. You live in a money pit. Money pit. This portion of the Money Pit was brought to you by Ryobi manufacturer of professional feature power tools and accessories with an affordable price for the do-it-yourselfer. Ryobi Power Tools, pro features, affordable price.
available exclusively at The Home Depot. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. The number is 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. Well, Leslie, spring has sprung and the first daffodils have just poked their heads through the soil in the Northeast. And that can mean one thing for us that have these home improvement checklists tucked in our back pockets. It's time to get out and get the yard in order. Well, while outdoor entertainment season is just on the horizon, there's still time to turn that barren backyard into a welcoming showpiece. Fine Home Building recommends that one of the best ways to carve out and define an outdoor living space is with a pergola. And joining us to talk about just that is Kevin Ireton, the editor of Taunton's Fine Home Building magazine. Welcome, Kevin. Hi, guys. Your first question is going to be, what the heck's a pergola? That's right. Yeah. You beat us to it. <laughs> what is a pergola? We, I mean, this is the thing that editors have to care about. We argued about this in our office. You know, what's the difference between a pergola, a trellis, and an arbor? Interchangeable, because people, people do that. People use them interchangeably. Um, we've, we've driven a stake in the ground and said that a, a, a trellis is, is typically uh, a flat panel, either attached to a house, can be freestanding, designed for supporting climbing vines. Okay. An arbor... Uh, is typically an arch an arch shape over a gate. It often has a, a trellis incorporated into it, also designed to carry vines. But it's more of a, a passageway at a gate. Whereas a pergola is a larger structure, typically supported on posts, and often with a with a roof like structure over it. But it's not really a roof. It's really an yeah, open structure. It doesn't air give you structure. shelter. Well, it 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 doesn't in the in the sense that that you can there's light and air moving through it. But if if you grow, say, wisteria vines on top of it, you can tuck a barbecue under it and maybe not get too wet in the rain. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, how do you, where's the first, what's the first step in trying to decide if you want to do a pergola? I mean, it seems like it's a fairly big structure and there are some structural considerations, one of which being making sure it doesn't blow away. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's pretty much, if you think of it as being kind of anchored like the same way a backyard deck would be. So they're typically supported on, on concrete piers. Uh, with with metal anchors cast into the piers to su- to support and anchor the the base of the pergola, um, and then from there, what you build depends a lot upon your house, where you're going to put it, and and kind of you know what what sort of purpose it's it's serving. And Kevin, I bet that anchor system sort of varies as to where you live in the country and what type of weather you experience. Correct? Oh, it sure does. Although you know, I'm you know I'm one of those typical carpenters who tends to overbuild things so a little you know a little extra concrete never hurts um, and, a, and, a, and a few stout bolts is, is a cheap insurance wherever you live i think now kevin you mentioned that uh, if a pergola is properly constructed it could support plants all the way across how exactly do you plant that roof well the the main thing to think about in 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 designing a pergola is is to think like a tree you know, that is something that could only happen in the offices of fine home building. Think, think it like a tree. Let's think like a tree today. <laughs> um, what, what you want is a, is, a, is a heavy base, and I would encourage people to use something bigger than a 4x4. Four four. I mean, 4x4s four four are real common and easy to carry, but, but a, a, a good 6x6 six six, uh, is, I think, a, you know, a more appropriate size. Yeah, for but a 4x4, four four, you're building by yourself. A 6x6, six six, you need, like, two buddies. Well, you know, <laughs> buy some beer and invite your buddies over. <laughs> but don't serve the beer till you're done. You're like, oh, I have these building materials. They're nice and light. Don't worry. Exactly. But but the thing is that a, a, a pergola is a, is a kind of a layered structure so that as you go higher, 
the members, if you will, the, the wooden members, are getting smaller as you go up. And that's what I mean when I say think like a tree. You've got a trunk, then you've got branches, and, and, and you know, finally you come to fairly delicate twigs. It would seem to me, Kevin, that the key uh, to, to building a pergola is to make sure that you incorporate it in with your landscaping so it doesn't overpower the yard but seems to connect the house to the landscaping that surrounds it. Would you agree with that? Tom, you're exactly right. It's, it's really trying to, trying to connect the, the, the yard to the house. I mean, you know, the, the cliche these days is the notion of bringing the outdoors in, um, and, and we hear more and more about, you know, outdoor rooms. The, the pergola is kind of happening somewhere in between, and you want it to relate to both things. I mean, it, it, it wants to be in scale with your house, and you want to pick up on design details from the house. If, if there's a, a, a pitched, if there are rafters to the pergola, you want to kind of pick up on the roof pitch. Um, if there are other details, like even the, the Munton sizes of the windows, things like that can be incorporated into, into the pattern of the pergola. Well, it sounds like a fun project for spring. Kevin Ireton, our Phi Beta Kappa Carpenter, thanks again for stopping by the Money Pit. You got a question about home improvement that we can't answer? Log on to findhomebuilding.com because we know Kevin and all of the team at his magazine can do a great job of answering all of your home improvement questions. Well, all right, Money Pit listeners, do you want a quick way to save $50 on your electric bill? Who doesn't? Well, you can start this week. Find out how right after this. Money Pit! It doesn't match the new shower curtain is a perfectly good reason for replacing your old faucet. As is, I'd rather be looking at brushed nickel when I wash my hands. And that classic motivator of home improvement, companies coming. That's where I come in. I'm the Peerless Faucet Coach, and when you visit me at FaucetCoach.com, I'll stick with you through every step of your faucet installation. All you need to get started is one good reason. If that reason is my old faucet keeps spraying me in the face, well, that'll work too. I am always looking for a smart buy. That's why I'm so impressed with Pella Impervia Replacement Windows and Patio Doors. They're made from a fiberglass composite called Duracast. It's the strongest, most durable material available in windows and patio doors. It won't warp, sag, or crack in extreme temperatures. And it looks like painted wood, too. Best of all, Pella Impervia windows and patio doors are a strong value. You get quality Pella craftsmanship at a price to fit most any budget. For a free in-home consultation, call 800-944-6700. That's 800-944-6700. Table saw. 18-volt drill driver. 8-piece combo kit. You don't have to just wish you had the power tools you really want. With RYOBI, you can actually afford them. RYOBI Power Tools. Professional features, affordable prices. And they sound really good, too. RYOBI. Exclusively at the Home Depot. Oh, honey, the heat ruined my hairdo. Not the heat, it's the humidity. My scrapbook, too. These pages are soggy. Not the heat, it's the humidity. But we have central air. I turned it up so high, I'm freezing. Why do I still feel so clammy? Why does everything smell musty in this hot weather? Not the heat, it's the humidity. He's right, it's the humidity that adds the swelter to steamy summer heat. What can you do about it? Remove it with an April Air whole home dehumidifier. April Air, fresh ideas for indoor air. Visit AprilAir.com. Hello, this is Gary Sinise. The men and women in our military are on the front lines defending our freedom. They are working very hard to bring stability to some very dangerous places and to help make this a much safer world for all of us. But we can't take our heroes for granted. 
Americans everywhere are joining together to send an important message to those who proudly serve. For your service and sacrifice, your patriotism and devotion, America supports you. Visit americasupportsyou.mil and thank the troops for your freedom. This portion of the Money Pit is being sponsored by Peerless. If you're putting in a new bathroom or kitchen faucet, Peerless can help you with every step, including the hardest one, getting that old faucet out. For a complete undo-it-yourself guide, visit the Peerless Faucet Coach at FaucetCoach.com. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. 1-888-MONEYPIT is the telephone number. MoneyPit.com is the website. Well, Leslie, let's talk a little bit about standby power. You know what standby power is? It's the power that's in your cable boxes and your stereos and your printers that's just But that's on. only if you have them on, right? No, it's actually there when you have them off. It's all the energy that's sort of leaking into the system. To make even, that clock work? Yeah, the clock work and to keep the other circuitry all warmed up. It can actually add up to a lot of money wasted standby power. Well, to avoid these slow but very costly leaks, folks, you want to use a power strip to centralize the plugs from those energy zappers so you can shut several of them off all at once. Completely off. In other words, have no power going into the appliance. Turn it off before the juice even gets there. Makes a lot more sense than getting back there and pulling out the plugs. And we're not talking about turning just the switch off of the appliance. You have to turn the power off to the appliance. So having a little strip to do that would actually help you save a few bucks every single year. So get a traditional wall clock, folks. You don't need to look at the cable box for the time every time, okay? All right. Well, if you've got messy carpets, and you know you've got them. I know I've got them. I could use some vacuuming. We've got a great prize this hour. It is a Vax X5 vacuum, and it's designed to make vacuuming an easy chore, so it's not so laborious. It's got an 11-foot wand, so you don't need to stretch or bend or climb over things to get to those hard-to-reach places. And it's got a 27-foot cord, which retracts with an easy-to-use foot control. And no bags. You just press a button and the dirt comes out through the bottom. It's also got a HEPA filter. It's a great prize. It's worth almost 300 bucks for one caller this hour. Call us right now to qualify 1-888-MONEYBIT, 888-666-3974. Let's get back to the phones. Russell in Ohio finds the Money Pit on Discovery Radio. What can we do for you? Hi. Um, I, wonder, I have a problem with my gutter. The board that the gutter is actually attached to is rotting in some places. Right. And I'm wondering is if that's something I can do myself and how difficult that is. And is there a special type of uh, like pressure-treated lumber or something I have to use for that? Oh, there, there, there definitely is a do-it-yourself job. But, Russ, you get a friend, okay? Because yeah, because it's a big job. Handling the gutter is kind of a pain in the neck because it's so flimsy. Right. What you have to do is, you know, get the spikes out of the gutter and basically take it apart. Now, as far as the wood that the gutter is attached to, I would not replace that with pressure-treated lumber. I would replace that with a material called AZEK, E-A-Z-E-K, AZEK. It's okay. extruded polyvinyl chloride. It's extruded PVC, the same PVC that plumbing pipe is made out of, except it looks and it feels and it cuts just like real wood. But it's completely impervious to water. So it'll really stand up. Yeah, I put that stuff behind my gutters. It was great. Because what happens with the gutters is they get backed up a little bit and water kind of overflows the back of them and then the wood rots out. But the AZAC is a really good solution. Now, another trick of the trade is, Russ, when it comes time to putting the gutter back up, don't use the gutter spikes. Don't use the nails. 
use gutter bolts, gutter lag bolts. They're very long screws, usually square-headed screws that have like a lag bolt end on it. And, it, and that really puts it in tight to the AZAC, and you never have to worry about them loosening or coming off. I like stuff that lasts forever. Yeah, we, <laughs> Do it too. once, do it right. And not do it again. All righty, thank you. But in Virginia's got a problem. You've got some heat pumps. What's going on? Yeah, I have um, two heat pumps on my house. It's a single-family uh, home. It's 2,500 square foot all on one level. And it has two heat pumps, and one of them is really starting to make a lot of noise. And we're going to have that replaced. But I was wondering if we could just get one whole system to replace both units with one. Well, it's separated now into two zones, I presume, correct? That's correct, yeah. There's two thermostats. And, uh, and two yeah, years. no, so you, you will always need two heat pumps. Okay, there's no way to, to put that all into one. I, my only reason for that is the, the cost of one is, is substantially cheaper than buying two, and they're both about 20 years old. Yeah, but then, then you would have to run, let's say, let's say you could conceivably do that, you would be running a much larger unit, spending a lot more money to run it more hours of the day with two zones. You know, you run the different zones when you need them. So a two-zone system is always more efficient than a one-zone system, even though the, the equipment cost is a little bit higher. Okay. If you have a one-zone system, you can divide it up further by the use of, of uh, zoning dampers that close off different parts of the duct system. But you generally can't take a two-zone HVAC system and turn it into one, nor would you want to. Okay. All right, bud? All right. Thank you very much. You're welcome. And by the way, one other way to try to save money on heat pumps, for those of you that have them, is to make sure you put in a heat pump clock setback thermostat. That's different, Leslie, than a regular thermostat because heat pumps... Well, heat pumps um, use really two systems to heat your house. They use the heat pump itself, which is kind of like an air conditioning system that runs in reverse, and they use an electric furnace as a backup heat, basically straight resistance heat, a coil that air blows across. And if you set the temperature in your house to, say, 70 degrees, and it falls to 69 or 68, the heat pump works. But if it falls to 67 or below, the resistance heat comes on. So what most people do with regular thermostats is they're always bouncing that heat up or down, say 10 degrees. Well, if you do that with a heat pump, as soon as you drop it or raise it back up 10 degrees, the electric resistance heat's going to come on, and that costs twice as much or more to run than the heat pump. So a heat pump setback thermostat, what that does is it very slowly inches the heat up or down so it doesn't sort of let that resistance heat come back on. So the kind of thermostat you use is really important. Now we have Mitch from Texas who's got a question about a window in a sunroom. What can we do for you? Uh, yes, in, in regard to uh, uh, we're thinking about adding on a sunroom. Okay. I know some windows are better than others as far as thermal efficiency and prevent. Absolutely. I mean, in a, in the, in a climate like Texas, you want to be very, very careful what kind of glass you put in the sunroom because if you don't have energy-efficient glass, that's going to become such a hot space, you won't be able to use it four or five months of the year. Well, Lowy glass seems like a good solution for this space. Absolutely. You, what you want is Energy Star-rated glass that's going to have several components to it, most important of which is what Leslie just mentioned, Lowe glass. And that stands for low emissivity. And basically what happens with low emissivity glass is the ultraviolet rays of the sun are reflected back out. It's as if the sun is hitting a mirror and that heat doesn't penetrate the glass into the sunroom. The other thing of course you want is thermal pane glass. Um, that is glass that's made with two layers of glass with a gas in between 
generally it's uh, it's krypton or argon gas, which is a highly it's a high insulating value to that kind of gas. So if you use low E Energy Star rated windows, then you're still going to be okay. Um, even though if you do remember that you also need to consider how much HVAC you might want in that space, um, it's possible that you may want to add additional air conditioning to cover that. Thanks very much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. Coming up, an email question with a specific slant. Can you install custom closets in a room with angled ceilings? The answer, coming up. You live in a money pit. This portion of the Money Pit is brought to you by Dense Armor Plus, the revolutionary paperless drywall from Georgia Pacific. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. The number is one eight 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 Money Pit. The website moneypit.com, where you can go and log on to ask Tom and Leslie and shoot us an email question. That's what Kathy did. She's from Rhode Island, where the Money Pit is heard on News Talk six thirty WPRO. What does Kathy need to know? All right, Kathy writes, we have slanted ceilings in our bedrooms. How can we create custom closets with built-ins like those you see from California closets? Would the roof have to be raised? Well, that would be an expensive closet makeover. Yeah, could you imagine all of that for storage, what people will do to hide their stuff? Well, I think the advantage of the manufactured closet systems is that they're easily customizable. So I don't see why you would not be able to use it on a slanted ceiling. Of course, um, you're going to have to basically get that closet rod out far enough from that slant so that your shoulders don't sort of, of the clothes don't rub up against it. But I certainly see no reason you can't modify prefabricated closet uh, components, whether it's the solid stuff or the or the perforated shelving, to be able to use it in a space that's angled like that, Kathy. Well, and I know a lot of these closet built-in systems, like California closets, they offer you a consultation surface, service, actually. So they'll be able to sit down with you and address all of those problems and really rearrange those components to make it work for you. So I don't think it's a problem. Yeah, it might be a little more complicated than the basic closet, but it definitely can be done. All right, we have another question here from Frances in Pensacola, Florida. She says, I'm looking to install a generator for a very high-energy efficient home, and I'm concerned about the total cost of ownership. What's the best generator type? Gas, natural gas, diesel, for controlling cost over the life of the device. That's an interesting angle because most of us don't think about the, the total cost of ownership. In other words, how much are you going to really add up in terms of fuel maintenance besides the cost of the appliance? It's over, smart to think yeah, ahead, though. Over that you know, life that you're going to use that generator. Well, there are basically three costs that you have to consider. It's the product, the installation, and the maintenance cost. Now, um, as far as fuel type is concerned... Natural gas is definitely the best. Um, diesel is usually reserved for commercial appliances, big stores and things like that. Propane is also available, but it's going to be a little bit more expensive. The price of the appliance, anywhere from $2,000 up to, say, a 25K generator might run you about ten grand. Installation, Francis, typically a couple of people for a whole day if it's a whole house system. But the nice thing is that once these are installed, they really do work effortlessly. We have one here at the uh, at the Money Pit HQ to make sure we constantly stay on the air. And it's cool because if our power is knocked off, we're repowered. The entire building is repowered in 15 seconds, and it's powered by natural gas. So we never have to worry about running out and having to buy gasoline or gasoline going bad in the appliance. So those are the things to consider, and I do think it's 
a great idea and a super investment. And Francis, if you want some more information about generators and the types that are available out there, go to electricgeneratorsdirect.com. Up next, it's time for Leslie's last word. And today, my dear, you're cracking up. (laughs) I thought that was an everyday occurrence. (laughs) That's probably true. (laughs) All right, folks, on to my last word. Spring provides the perfect weather for a few inexpensive outdoor fix-ups. Here's a couple of things you can do. Seal the cracks and foundations with a flexible urethane caulk. Check under your porch areas for any gaps where rodents can find their way inside because once it gets cold and fall eventually does come around, they're going to look for those ways. So do it now while the weather's nice. And remove any dead wood or debris from around your foundation, which will sure to bring water into the foundation. So clean that up and make sure your gutters aren't clogged. It's a messy chore, but do it, folks. Thanks so much. 888-666-3974 is the telephone number available 24 hours a day. 365 days a year. Coming up next week on The Money Pit, beat spring allergies by controlling the air quality inside your home. You can keep pollen and other allergens to a minimum with a whole house air cleaner. We'll tell you why an air cleaner is a great investment coming up next week on The Money Pit. Until then, I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.